Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Kane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to another edition of the Morning After, Adam Gold, after a 7-3 Carolina Hurricanes win over the Detroit Red Wings. If you've never seen hockey before, if you were a first-time visitor to PNC Arena, then this was a great game to watch. If you're a hockey purist, maybe not so much. 7-3 the final score, a 10-goal outburst. Let's get to the numbers. Sebastian Ajo uh, starting to get going. You could feel it coming. Two goals, one assist, his fifth goal on the season, nine points on the year, so it's obviously starting to come for him now. We'll talk more about him after we hear from the head coach. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, Jacob Slavin, each with three assists on the night. Hamilton with a team leading now 16 points. Slavin has, I believe, 10 points on the season as well. Andre Svechnikov, a goal and an assist for the third straight game, at least two points. And by the way, Svechnikov's all of his points, and I think he has 14 on the season, have come in pairs. He had two points in four straight games early on, and now he's got two points in three straight games. Nino Niederreiter, Martin Natchez, Brock McGinn, Tavo Teravine, and all scored, and we'll talk about all of it. We'll also talk about Peter Morazic with 29 saves on the night, and I thought he was outstanding, especially when Carolina needed him to be outstanding. So uh, let's start it off. We'll hear from the head coach, Rod Brindamore. You know, it was an entertaining game for the fans, which is great for the game, but not so much for, you know, you know the coaching aspect of it. It was kind of pretty loosely played. Um, but, you know, it's also good that we can win games like that. You know, so they do, and, uh, you know, it goes up and down a little bit of a track meet, but we were, uh, you know, able to put enough in on the net, obviously. But, again, our goal was really solid. Peter did a great job holding us in and, you know, not allowing us to, at times, get to our game, which uh, right out of the second period, I thought we were, we had a couple shifts there that looked great, and, you know, we got a goal in one of them. So, you know, he's been holding us in and allowing us to kind of, you know, stick with what we're trying to do, and, you know, that's been huge. You said Sebastian, in recent days, you said Sebastian can be better. Is he starting to get there now? I thought he had a good game. I thought he he was, you know, a lot more impactful. You know, we're going to be hard on him because we expect so much. Um, But I think it's good that he's getting on the score sheet and he's around the net, right? Like, it's, it's, that's where you got to get to um, eventually if you want to put pucks in the net. So uh, I thought he was better and, um, you know, hopefully we see more of that. Yeah, look, the uh, the real difference for Sebastian Ajo, I think, was where he scored his two goals. They were both right around the net, and he is getting better by the game. First goal came off a really great play by Warren Fogle. And by the way, this goal was reviewed for goaltender interference. It was not goaltender interference, although Fogle was in the crease. He was in the crease and being sort of harassed by Detroit defensemen. Um, and I also don't think he really interfered with Jimmy 
Jamie Howard, the goaltender for the Red Wings on the night. But Fogle made a really nice pass over to uh, Ajo who had an easy put away. And then the second Ajo goal, right place, right time. Dougie Hamilton uh, took a shot. It looked like it might have gone off the leg of Trevor Daly, who... I cannot believe is still in the league, uh, but it went, uh, I thought off the leg of Daly and then high off the glass and it bounced right out to the, to the, I guess just the side of the goal and both Aho on and Andre Svechnikov were right there, but Aho uh, got the put away. So where Aho scores those goals, not only as important as that Aho scored those goals. I also thought that Sebastian was very good uh, defensively. I thought he uh, he made sure that he was on his assignments in the defensive zone, uh, which I thought was a big deal. First goal was a thing of beauty. At first, and I will admit this, at first, and I tweeted this out, I thought Jacob Slavin just lost the puck in a fortunate place because he had the puck on the right side of the ice and it looked to me like he tried to shoot it and whiffed it and the puck just drifted to the slot where Andrei Svechnikov backhanded it through. Uh, but upon further review from my perspective, it does look like Slavin did that intentionally to the point where not only did he just uh, slide a little pass over to Svechnikov in the slot, but he also followed through with a fake shot. And if you look at the video closely, I think you can see Svechnikov, rather uh, Slavin, after sort of faking the shot, looking, or maybe before he faked the shot, looking as uh, Svechnikov uh, cashed it in. It was a thing of beauty, and the more I I, uh, look at it, the more I think that Slavin did that on purpose. It was great, but it was 1-1 after 1-1. Because Carolina made a mistake in their own zone. Martin Natchez being cute with the puck, couldn't get it out. Uh, and then it was just a, a, basically a comedy of errors. Um, uh, Anthony Seo ha- is a very, very creative, fast player. And uh, uh, Andreas was, I thought, very good tonight. That line, his line with, uh, with Anthony Mantha, who scored the goal to make it 1-1. I thought they were very impactful all night. Uh, but that mistake, Anthony Sio, uh made just a, uh, just like a reverse move, and Dougie Hamilton got twisted up. Hamilton not at fault. Really, the play uh, was Natchez's to make, and he didn't. Um, but a great pass sl- sliding across to uh, Anthony Mantha to make it uh, 1-1. And that's the way it ended. The first period was not a good one for Carolina. Mantha, by the way, would score two goals tonight and now has scored six goals in eight career games against the Hurricanes. The second period happened, and it was drunk. Six goals in all in the period. But Sebastian Ajo got it started the right way. 27 seconds in, again, right, perfectly placed, right of the goal. Fogel makes the play in front, but 27 seconds in, Carolina assumes control of the game. A minute 21 later on the power play, Nino Niederreiter, he scores referee waves it off because he lost sight of the puck. They went and reviewed it and they realized that it was already in the goal. 
when the referee started to blow his whistle. So the puck was already in well before he lost sight of it. Uh, so it was 3-1, and you thought it was going to be a rout, and then Carolina scores another goal, and we'll talk to Sebastian about this in a little bit. Uh, Carolina scores another goal to make it 4-1, but it was reviewed. Warren Fogle was offside, and the best part about this play, and it's unfortunate that Fogle was offside, and it was a clear offside. Best part about the play was... The fact that Peter Mrazek just made an absolutely dazzling save uh, on uh, in his end, and it started the breakout. And uh, Aho and Fogel hit the blue line with speed. Aho sends a uh, a beautiful diagonal pass across from right to left, and Fogel. Uh, just rips it over Howard. It was 4-1, but unfortunately, Fogel was offside. And we'll listen to Ajo here in a second. It was still 3-1. Detroit scores to make it 3-2. But I don't know, 20 seconds later, after it was 3-2, Ryan Dezingle, with one of the goals of the night, in my opinion, uh, skated into the uh, Detroit blue uh, offensive zone or Detroit defensive zone uh, just stick handling around people like they were traffic cones and he delivered a beautiful uh, pass to Martin Natchez in the slot. It was in kind of into his skates a little bit and Natchez didn't waste any time and he just roofed it. Uh, got plenty on it and it just shows you the skill that Natchez has because uh, it, the pass while a great play the pass was just very, very difficult to uh, to handle. It's unfortunate. Well, not unfortunate because it was absolutely tremendous, uh, but it was just a great play by uh, uh, by Natchez to, uh, to score the goal. I mean, it was just a dynamite play. So uh, Carolina was up 4-2. They get another one uh, later in the period. Actually, they scored two more later in the period. Uh, Detroit scored the last goal. Really unfortunate. Uh, Jordan Stahl, who never loses his assignment, uh, kind of let... Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi skate down the uh, the slot and Dylan Larkin threw a pass in front and Bertuzzi deflected it past uh, Mrazek and it was six to six to three after uh, or five to three rather after two periods Brock McGinn scores shorthanded inside of two minutes into the third period and that was it but let's go to Sebastian Ajo uh, and uh, he was the game's first star whether he was the best player on the ice I don't know but he had two goals and an assist and we'll hear from Sebastian Ajo in the locker room forward check pretty well so uh, we got our uh, our chances from, from that how big was it to get one right away the start of the second period yeah it was big I mean uh, I think I was uh you know, it wasn't our best first period, I, I feel like, but uh, yeah, it was a uh, big goal. You know, it really set the tone, because you guys scored again right away. Yeah, uh, that's how it, how it sometimes goes. You score one, you score uh, second one right away, so uh, yeah, it was good. What did you see on the play to uh, when you pass it to Warren? I know he was offside, but what did you see on that? Yeah, he's uh, he's so fast, so you know, can't catch him, so he was uh, in front of me, and uh, yeah, great shot. Yeah. It's a good pass, too, so uh, I'm uh, unfortunate that was offside. Peter played another really good game. Kept you guys in it early. Yeah, he's been really good. Both our goalies are being, uh, they've been really good for us, and uh, they've been giving us a you know, chance to win every night for myself, too. What do you like about the chemistry you seem to have with Andre and Warren? Because I think you guys have been good together. Yeah, both are uh, fast players, so uh, you know that helps a lot uh, all over ice. Uh, 
you know, uh, hard workers. You, uh, we want to play fast hockey, and uh, you know it's been uh, working so far. And uh, you know, we, uh, I think we can still be better. Thank you. Brock McGinn scored his first goal of the season tonight. It was a shorthanded goal, and it was a big one because Carolina had been pushed to five three right after uh, after two periods, and that goal came right after Jordan Stahl, by the way, with a high sticking. I think there were four high sticking penalties tonight. He goes in the box, uh, and then Brock McGinn. Uh, makes it 6-3 with the shorthanded goal. Dougie Hamilton with the assist. Dougie's been good killing penalties this year. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's hear from Brock McGinn. <laughs> Not a defensive clinic, but you got a shorthanded goal to show for it. Yeah, it was good. I think um, they were really trying to spread us out there, and I think um, we just stuck to our game plan. T- so I think um, this is just a start for him, and he's going to continue uh, to light it up, I think. Look, uh, there's a lot of good things there from Brock McGinn. Uh, and he was talking at that last point uh, about Sebastian Ajo. Uh, and Ajo has been uh, a much more impactful player of late. Just a couple of things that I think we should uh, we should note. Um, again, McGinn's first goal of the season, Tavo Teravine, and added an empty netter. I didn't understand Jeff Blaschel. He pulls uh, Jonathan Bernier, who came on in relief of Jimmy Howard. He pulls him with like four-something left. Uh, and Carolina scores a goal. Uh, almost immediately, you know, maybe 35, 40 seconds uh, after that. And then he puts him back in. I didn't understand. If you're going to pull him with at 6-3, uh, unless, as I joked, unless Blaschel had over nine and a half, I don't really know what the total was. I can't imagine it was that high anyway, uh, but I didn't really understand that. Peter Morazic, 29 saves tonight. He is 6-0 and in six home starts this year with a 197 goals against average. That's pretty good. Uh, he is now 26-5-1 at PNC Arena. He's won 15 straight starts at home, including the postseason. That is pretty good. Carolina's power play has now scored in three consecutive games. If I'm not mistaken, they're four out of eight in that three-game stretch. Uh, but this was just a weird game. Way too many scoring chances, I'm sure, for the head coach's liking. And in fact, I did talk to him afterwards, and he was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, Detroit wanted to play a certain style almost a cherry-picking style. They were going to try and stretch the ice out and see if they couldn't use their speed. It was relatively effective to get the game kind of ugly in that way, very pond hockey-ish. And there were 61 overall scoring chances. 61! Carolina had 33 of the 61 scoring chances, 38 high danger. This is all according to naturalstattrick.com. 22 of those went the way of Carolina. The second period was the wild one, obviously, with six goals total. Carolina had 19 of 29 scoring chances in the period, 12 of 16 high danger, and they won the period four to two. The three, my three stars, and those are the only ones we should ever care about. Uh, Marazic was the third star. Dougie Hamilton, three assists. The second star, Sebastian Ajo, the first star. I'm not sure that Sebastian, uh, that uh, that Peter Marazic, though, ultimately wasn't the best player on the ice. So, all right, Carolina will be back on the ice tomorrow. Uh, or today, since this is a, the morning after, against the New Jersey Devils. Do not be fooled by the Devils' 2-5-4 and four record. I'm not saying it's a good hockey team. They do have goaltending issues, and they made a trade for Tampa's uh, third goalie, I guess, Louis Domingue, uh, who uh, will report to the Devils' uh, top minor league team. 
But the Devils have talent. I mean, Taylor Hall, Nico Heischer, Wayne Simmons, Kyle Palmieri, Sammy Votnett, P.K. Subban, Jack Hughes. They have talent. It's a, it's a talent. Pavel Zaka, Travis Zajac. They have players. So this is not this is Andy Green. They have, this is not a bad uh, hockey club. Uh, but they are off to a terrible start and coming off a shootout loss at home against the Philadelphia Flyers uh, by a score of 4-3. to three. So it's not going to be an easy one, uh, but it's a game that Carolina can and probably should win and finish off a homestand 4-0 before they go to Philadelphia for one and then uh, come back, I believe. It's uh, Ottawa is the next home game, uh, but it's uh, Tuesday in Philadelphia. My guess is... We'll see James Reimer. Uh, I think uh, when I talked to Alec Campbell uh, during the first intermission, he asked me about it. And Morazic's played great. I had I would have no problem if uh, Rod Brindamore let Peter Morazic go again. But we're November second at this point, and I just don't think if the, if it was later in the season and you're fighting for playoff positioning, I think you can uh, you can roll Peter Morazic out there. But in November. I think you go to James Reimer because you can, you're going to need Reimer to play well. And it's been like 10 days since Reimer's seen a game. So uh, I do think that you're going to see uh, James Reimer in net tonight. I don't, don't anticipate uh, many, any uh, lineup changes. I thought it was Jake Gardner, maybe his best game. Uh, he had an assist. By the way, eight points came from the blue line tonight. Obviously, Hamilton and Slavin with three assists each, but Trevor Van Riemsdyk had an assist, and Jacob, uh, Jake Gardner had an assist, and really, I thought uh, it was Gardner's best game uh, as a Hurricane, and he had the game winner, remember, in Washington in overtime. So, a lot of good things about the game tonight. Uh, Peter Morazic continues to be great, but I think you'll see James Reimer. So, there you go. The morning after one more time. We'll do it again after the Canes and the Devils. Uh, 7 o'clock opening face-off or 7.08 opening face-off at PNC Arena. I'm Adam Gold. Have a good morning. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Maybe you'll mix in some college football. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.